guys, we are back. I can't believe it's been so long, but we've been away from you guys for about a month. But thanks so much to tuning back into It's a Theater Thing. If this is your first time listening to us, It's a Theater Thing is a podcast made for and by theater fans. I'm Tracy Danoff, and I am joined by my fellow theater fan, Aaron Carl. Hey, Aaron. Well, hello there, my people. <laughs> Welcome back. Did you have a good summer? I did. I did. Lots of work and lots of play. So I love the uh, Muni summer season was spectacular. And I uh, can't wait. Uh, Muni Magic is coming up mid-October, late November-ish. And I don't have an exact date, but that's when they release the next season. So we're so excited. That's awesome. What was your favorite show uh, this past season? Oh, I am torn. I am torn. I loved Kinky Boots. I thought they did a really good um, uh, production with the choreography and the costumes. It all looked spectacular. It looked Broadway-esque, but it had a Muni twist to it. It didn't look like it was an exact carbon copy. So that looked really nice. I enjoyed 1776, but I thought they could have made some stronger choices. But um, the end-all, be-all was Matilda. The closing show was just so spectacular, such a talented cast, such a talented crew, and it was a wonderful evening. Awesome. Well, I've been in a theater drought, and it's not that there isn't some great theater here in D.C. It's just been a crazy time. Uh, Unfortunately, sometimes you have to have a real job (laughs) to support your theater habit. (laughs) This is true. Um, I'll I'll send the life preserver for the flash floods also. Yes, yes, that was another thing. We also had floods, yes, here in the D.C. area. So hopefully we're past all that, and I'm looking forward to some good theater i'm i have tickets to see what the constitution means to me uh next month so i will be sure to let you guys know what i think of that but oh yeah that's that's on my list that's i have to see that one yeah but today we're going to talk about something that has been in the news for the past few days the whole good morning america controversy with laura spencer If you're not familiar, Laura Spencer was reading a story about Prince George taking ballet lessons, and she kind of mocked the fact that he was a little boy taking ballet, and boy, the Broadway community did not like it. Oh, no. There was a revolt immediately. (laughs) Yes. So the good thing is she actually learned from this. She did do an apology on the air, and she had three male dancers come and talk to her about dancing professionally. Uh, Robbie Fairchild, who some of you may know from American in Paris, Travis Wall, who is a choreographer, and I, I, I'm sorry, guys, I don't watch So You Think He Could Dance, but apparently uh, he's he's won some Emmys for that show. And Fabrice Calmels, who's with the Joffrey. So what did you think of the apology, Erin? I'm going to go out and say I thought it was sincere, and I'm very happy that they turned it into a you know, learning experience. Like she even said that she was like, we're turning this negative situation into a positive. 
and we're putting male dancers in the spotlight. I, it it was sincere, I think, but it, it also had a tint of like, I have to do this, otherwise I'm getting fired. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of felt the same way, I, especially initially when she put out her Instagram post. I felt like, boy, that was really weak. Then when mm-hmm. she did her on-air apology, I, I was appreciative of it. I hope that she's genuine, but I do feel like she was forced into it. I don't think she would have done it on her own had they not said, hey, <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you're not going to have this job much longer if you don't Had, say had the something. producers not basically put these three men in front of her and the uh, community of dancers that basically gave a free ballet lesson in the middle of Times Square right in front of the Good Morning America window so they couldn't be ignored. Yeah, and I kind of have to laugh about George Stephanopoulos' <laughs> comment at the end of the piece because he mentioned the ballet class. I believe he referred to it as a ballet class, or maybe he did say ballet lesson outside. Um, like it was sort of this really cool positive thing, which it was a very cool positive thing, but it was also a form of a protest, which is not how he framed it. <laughs> he, yeah, they, they, they definitely twisted it into, oh, look at the happy dancers behind us. Yes, exactly. It's kind of like everything is nice and everybody's getting along now. And, and that's good. I mean, every, you know, in this day and age, we want people to get along. But this was, is true. Yeah, yeah. But there was definitely some spin going on there. Mm-hmm. But getting back to the original issue, I think it's so cool that Prince George is taking ballet and if you've been listening to this podcast or you know me personally, you know that not only am I a Broadway nerd, but I'm also an Anglophile. And some of you may or may not know that Princess Diana, Prince George's grandmother, was also a dancer and had always wanted to be a dancer. So she, mm-hmm. he, Prince George is following in, uh, following in his grandmother's footsteps. I think that's very cool. Yeah, and um, especially at that age, like, children need to be exposed to all sorts of things so that then they can form an opinion on, like, eh, I really don't like this. Ah, ooh, ooh, yes, this is super fun. Right. So um, I think it's great that the school is, you know, offering this class. And also... At that age, they need to burn off a lot of energy. So, yeah, making them run and leap and catch people and pose and focus is going to do an amazing thing mentally also. Definitely, definitely. So, you know, it was unfortunate that Laura Spencer made that comment, but it certainly did bring the world of dance into the forefront and, uh, hopefully more people will get interested in it and allow their kids to take lessons. Exactly. Yes. So that's not the only thing that has been going on in the world of Broadway. Sadly, we've had some closings in the past month. And Aaron and I were talking about all the closings. And we thought we'd talk about the shows that we're going to miss the most. So, Aaron, I'm going to hand it over to you. Okay, if I must. Um, (laughs) 
One of one of the um, funniest shows that I actually never saw live, but I saw the filmed version that went through Phantom Events, and that was Puffs off Broadway. Ah, and it is just so funny, so charming. I think it's a perfect fit for community theater, colleges, uh, audition pieces. It's going to be an amazing. Um, show that's going to live on. It was just super sad to see it close. But it had a nice long run of a couple of years off-Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one on my list is The Prom. Yeah. That was such a sweet show. It was so funny, so charming. It had a really good message. And it was just, yeah, just super sad to see it close so quickly. But again, another one that I think can have a really strong local regional community stand mm-hmm. well i think you're going to be surprised by one of my picks oh okay. <laughs> because okay. i i haven't been completely uh enamored of this show but i gotcha be more chill and i'll tell you why mm-hmm. even though it wasn't my cup of tea I was so happy that it brought so many younger people into the theater. And for me, I've always felt this way, and we've talked about it here before. If there's a piece that inspires enthusiasm for live theater, I am all for it. Even if it's something that, you know, that I might not particularly love. And I didn't love this show, but... The people around me who saw it, they did. And so I'm sorry for all the Be More Chill fans. And I am sorry for the creative team and for the cast as well, because they had been working on it for so long and really, you know, deserve to have a longer life. So Be More mm-hmm. Chill is my first one. And I'm with you. I'm with The Prom. I just loved it. I thought it was such a sweet show. And it really communicated some issues that didn't you know you don't really see a whole lot I mean we're starting to see it a bit more but this was something different with a great cast and a really fun score and a really fun book I just really really enjoyed it and we've talked about the movie before there is going to be a movie and uh, it's going to star Meryl Streep and James Corden, and I love me some Meryl Streep and James Corden. I really do. I don't think they're right for this show, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with it. But those were my two picks. I'm going to miss those two shows. But mm-hmm. I am looking forward to what's coming up, and I can't wait to talk to you guys about some of the newer shows that are coming to Broadway. Woohoo! I already have my tickets to Jagged Little Pill. Ah, yes. I That's one I am dying to see. And my friend saw Tina, actually, if you were listening to that episode, my friend Tom Gallagher, who talked about what he saw in London. One of those mm-hmm. shows was Tina, and he says it's fabulous. And I love Adrian Warren, so I am looking forward to that one. And... I'm also looking forward, even though people have already seen it, but I haven't gotten to New York yet to see it, but I'm also looking forward to Moulin Rouge, which we're going to be seeing together. So, yes! Yeah. So, Can't <laughs> wait for that, yeah. yeah. Our, our traditional pre-Broadway con uh, show. Yes, exactly. Say, so, have you heard there's a Princess Diana 
musical. Yes, I have, and I have mixed feelings. <laughs> because it's the same creative team that did Memphis, and I really enjoyed Memphis. I did not hear good reviews for this show when it was running out of town, but I will probably see it because <laughs> it's Princess Diana and I just kind of have to. <laughs> I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling yes. you were already uh, keeping an eye on that one. Oh, absolutely. But the biggest one of all for me is Six <gasps> the Musical. And yes. let me tell you guys, every single day, I am looking online to see when those tickets go on sale, because that is my number one pick. In fact, what's kind of depressing is I keep sending people to see six. I've, I've had several different people in my life go to, to London this summer, and they always ask me, what should I see? And I'm like, Go see six. And then they come back to me and they're like, oh, my gosh, how did you know this was going to be so good? Because I know. Because <laughs> all you have to do is listen to the cast recording and, you know. I, I know things. These things yes. I know. Yes. <laughs> and it's kind of sad that all of these people who are in my life have seen this show and yet I still have not. So. <laughs> so I had a I had a friend I showed. Um, one of the YouTube clips too, like one of the live performances, I don't know if it was X Factor or if it was, um, was just one of the, the festival. Probably Britain's Got Talent because they were recently on Britain's Got Talent. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That must have been the one. Yeah. I, I showed it to her and she was kind of like, eh, I'm not, uh, I'm not intrigued. And I was like, heartbroken. I'm like, <sighs> Oh, okay. Well, I guess, you know, when it goes to Broadway, it'll just, will just be a show I see by myself. Like, okay, fine. And <laughs> just last week, she's like, oh my God, I actually caved and listened to six and I'm hooked. And we, we had dinner last night and she was quoting every one of the songs and everything at me. And I'm like, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. It's just so good. Mm -hmm. And that actually brings us into our next topic. We are starting a new segment. What are you listening to? So, Erin, <gasps> what are you listening to right now? I have two things in rotation. I have Dogfight, and I have Hadestown, the New York Theater Workshop uh, live recording. Oh, I love that recording. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, Damien and Chris, uh, the whole cast. I mean, obviously, the Broadway cast is super talented, but this just has some, like, gritty realness to it. Yeah. Love it's it. so good. And just a little aside, I mean, he's not on that particular recording. He's on the Broadway recording. But Andre DeShields, who mm -hmm. is a Baltimore native, go Maryland, just the other day was given the key to the city. So I'm so excited for him. We're, we're all very, very proud of him. <laughs> Yay. Local Yay. boy makes good. Exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> as you guys can probably guess, I am listening to six. Uh, it seems to be one of those shows I just can't quit. Uh, I listen to it at the gym. I listen to it when I'm in the shower, in the car. I sing along. It actually, uh, it, it probably saved my life the other day. <laughs> what? What happened? 
Um, well, when you get old like me, <laughs> you need certain vaccinations. And this, the particular one that I had to get, you have to get two, and the last one made me like super sleepy. And so I had to get my second one uh, a few days ago, and I got in the car to go home, and I had about a half hour drive. And boy, did I start to feel it again. I started to feel really sleepy. And I thought, okay, what can I put on to keep me awake? Ah, six. <laughs> so basically six saved my life. Or at least prevented, yeah. Yeah. At least prevented me from getting in a car accident. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I choose to yeah. think it saved my life, but you know. <laughs> I, used, I used to do that all the time when I worked graveyard and would be coming home at like 6 a.m. I'd just be blaring La Vie Boheme from Rent. Like, yes. Okay, I can sing along. Okay, here we go. Yes, that's a, that is definitely another one that will keep you awake. <laughs> So I cannot wait for it to hit Broadway. And if you are interested, check out their website, sixamusical.com. You can plug in your email address and they'll send you information about the tickets, about when they go on sale. So mm -hmm. um, I definitely encourage you to do that. I'm hearing great things about the Chicago run, which recently ended and now it's playing in Boston, and I'm hearing great things about that run. The only thing I'm hearing, you know, the only complaint, I should say, that I'm hearing is that they won't let you film the Mega Six at the end, which they normally Ooh. let you do. They did that in London, and they did it in Chicago. But I think it has something to do with the rules at art in Boston, where they weren't allowing people to film. So Yes, yeah, sometimes the building itself has regulations or the state itself has regulations. Yeah. So yeah, six is the one I'm I'm really looking forward to. There's another show I'm looking forward to, but I'm gonna talk about it during our next segment, which we're coming to Beyond the Boards. Yay Erin, so, you go first. <laughs> Beyond the Boards, uh, I would highly recommend anybody in the Los Angeles area uh, go to the Concert for America. That is on Saturday, September 21st. It's at UCLA Royce Hall. Um, tickets are at Ticketmaster, and they're $25 to $50, and all proceeds go to the National Immigrant Law Center. That's awesome. I wish I could be there for that. It's yeah. If if I lived on the West Coast, that would be I would be right there. Yes. So my next beyond the board would be the Green Room Forty Two is having a little Hades Town party. Reeve Carney is going to be there on September eighth. It's a nine thirty showing, and then on September fifteenth, Eva Noblezada will be there, also a nine thirty showing. Uh, you can get tickets at thegreenroom42.com. Awesome. Well, if you are anywhere near the D.C. area, we have some great theater going on. Right now, we have Dear Evan Hansen at the Kennedy Center. We're expecting what the Constitution means to me at the Kennedy Center next month. And also, at Signature Theater in Virginia, we have Assassins playing through September 29th. 
it's getting amazing buzz. And if you're familiar with some of the local actors, you're going to get to see Nova Y. Payton and Bobby Smith and Tracy Lynn Oliveira, who are all amazing in pretty much everything they do. So if you're interested in checking that one out, you can go to sigtheater.org for tickets. Also, one I'm really looking forward to is Cabaret at Olney Theater. That runs through October 6th, and it features Alexander Silber as Sally Bowles. You may remember Alexandra from the Broadway revival Fiddler on the Roof. She played Zeidel, and that was a production starring Danny Burstein. I'm so excited to see her as Sally Bowles. I know she's going to be fabulous. If you're interested in tickets, check out OlneyTheater.org. Now, this next one is causing a dilemma for me. And that's because it's on the same date as the Broadway Cares flea market. But finally, after waiting a really long time, the D.C. area is getting the Broadway Princess Party. I'm so, <laughs> so excited about this. Um, oh, so I'm so jealous. You know, and I have a big decision to make. Do I go to the flea market? Do I go to the princess party? The Broadway princess party is going to be playing at Alden Theater in McLean, Virginia, and it will be on September 22nd at 3 p.m. It will feature Susan Egan, who we all know as Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, she was also the voice of Meg in the movie Hercules. We also will see Courtney Reed, who was the original Jasmine in Aladdin on Broadway, and one of my favorites, Christy Altamar, who was Anastasia on Broadway. Yay, Christy! Yes. So go out and give them some big Broadway love if you're in McLean, Virginia. Tickets are available at mcleancenter.org. Next is an off-Broadway play that I'm super psyched about. It's called Seared, and it's by Teresa Reback. It will play off-Broadway in the Susan and Ronald Frankel Theater at the Robert W. Wilson MCC Theater Space. And previews start on October 8th. Opening night will be October 28th. I am super excited about this because it has two of my favorite people, Raul Esparza and Krista Rodriguez. Now, my excitement is on many levels. First, because I love these two actors, like love them, love them, love them. Second, Mm -hmm. I may actually be able to get my husband to see this one. (laughs) (gasps) Shock! And I will tell you why. First of all, Raul Esparza. Raul Esparza was on Law and Order. That means he's good in my husband's book. Whenever we see a show, he always asks me, has anyone in this show been on Law and Order? If they have, then it's all good. So <laughs> he will be happy with that. <laughs> he will and the funny good. thing is, I've heard so many people play the game. How many of these actors have been on Law and Order? Yes, yes. I think I could be wrong. I think it was Allison Frazier years ago did a song about being the only actor in New York who hadn't been on Law and Order. And then eventually she was on Law and Order. So <laughs> it, it happens to everyone. Yeah. They, they film in New York. They need actors. Guess where actors hang out on right. Broadway. Right. 
The other thing my husband will like is Krista Rodriguez. He got to see her at 54 Below in the Jonathan Larson project, and she walked across our table right in front of him. I don't think he was mad about that, so I'm just <laughs> saying. So that that is enticement number two. The probably the biggest enticement for the for the show is it's described as a comedy set in a working kitchen. So it's about a chef in a restaurant who is asked to recreate a famous dish. And my husband is all about Food Network. All about it. This is the man who spotted Bobby Flay when we went to see Disaster on Broadway. <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> Bobby Flay was sitting in the audience. Um, and I, I love it. I, I truly, I truly think that that was the best part of the show for him. <laughs> Which is sad because we knew someone in the cast. So <laughs> He's a people watcher, not a, not a, theater watcher. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, you know, it was an interesting night because at intermission, we spot Bobby Flay. And as everyone is walking back to their seats, my husband walks up to him, pats him on the back and says, I like your show, man. <laughs> I and, love it. Oh, my. Bobby Flay's response was, Thanks, man. <laughs> they both seem like really like chill dudes. So yeah, that wouldn't bug either of them. Yes. I can see that. Oh my lord. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can I'm just picturing your face like <gasps> yes, yes, that what was, is he doing? <laughs> yes, that was pretty much my face. Um <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, that was a, that was interesting, but it was fun. So I do think that this is a show that my husband might enjoy. So I'm hoping I can get him to New York with me to see that. So if you guys are interested in seeing Seared, check out the mcctheater.org website for tickets and show information. Finally, and speaking of someone we know, <laughs> we did know a member of the cast in Disaster. That would be Kevin Chamberlain. I have been a huge fan of Kevin Chamberlain's for about 20 years and have gotten to know him a little bit over the years. He's a lovely, lovely person. And he is going to be in the Pasadena Playhouse production of Little Shop of Horrors, which is super exciting. You've probably been reading about this production. And there's going to be several productions going on this season of the show. I've um, heard of so many. Yeah, oh, Lordy. Yeah, this is like the show to do this year. Mm -hmm. This one is going to feature George Salazar as Seymour, MJ Rodriguez, and Glee's Amber Riley. So... Yay. Very, very exciting. And I know MJ Rodriguez is on pose with one of my favorites, Billy Porter. And and Amber Riley, I've been a fan of for a really long time. I wish I could get out to Pasadena to see it. We know someone who's going to see it, so we can't wait to hear a report. So <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be awesome. So, guys, if you're interested in seeing this production of Little Shop of Horrors at Pasadena Playhouse, check out their website at PasadenaPlayhouse.org. So that's it for this episode of It's a Theater Thing. 
Thanks so much for joining us. We can always be found on the Onstage Blog Network at onstageblog.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Spotify. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can email us at theaterthing at gmail.com. We would really love to hear from you guys. You can also find us on the It's a Theater Thing Facebook page, and our Twitter handle is at Theater Thing. So thanks so much, you guys, and talk to you next time. Thanks, Erin. Bye.